Hi, welcome to the Spiritually Minded Mom podcast, where every mom can find hope, joy, and God's hand in motherhood. You'll hear interviews with all kinds of moms who are learning how to navigate motherhood. Most of all, you'll learn that you have a partner in motherhood, a loving Heavenly Father who wants you to succeed and is always there to help you in your most important work as a mother. And now, here's your host, my mom, Dara Trendler. Welcome back to the Spiritually Minded Mom podcast. This is the beginning of season two. I can't even believe that we made it to season two, but this is so great. And I'm really excited to be back and to share an interview that I have for you with Lisa Funk of Hand Letter Design. You may have seen her Instagram account where she talks about hand lettering and she also has a business where she's selling supplies and workbooks and courses about hand lettering that are all phenomenal. And she also talks a lot about mental health and her journey with mental health and helping herself. And it's all great. And I I love Lisa. If I could just use one word to sum her up, she's just full of goodness. She has so much goodness and so much great things to share. So in the interview, you're going to hear her motherhood journey and some of the spiritual aspects of that. We talked about how your job as a mom is not to control your kids, but it's just to love and to teach them. And I love that. We also talked about thoughts and expectations and how if you can change your expectations and create your own thoughts, how that will help you in motherhood. We talked about her hand lettering, of course, and also about her own personal struggles with mental health, what she's done to help with that and to overcome that and to deal with it on a daily basis and how she's been able to help other people in their journey as well. And then we also talked about just some spiritual aspects of her motherhood and how she has come closer to God and come to know him. So I think that you are really going to love this interview, and I'm so excited to share it with you. So here is my interview with Lisa Funk. Welcome to the Spiritually Minded Mom podcast. This is Darla, and I'm so excited to have you here today for a brand new episode. And this episode, my guest is Lisa Funk, and you may have heard of her with Hand Lettered Design. But I'm excited to dive in and hear her motherhood story. So welcome to the podcast, Lisa. Thanks for having me, Darla. I'm happy to be here. Great. So just to start off, will you just introduce yourself? Tell us about your family. What do you guys like to do together? What makes you unique? Yeah, we, I am married to my husband, Andy, and we have four kids. I have a daughter who's eight, a son who's six, a daughter who's four, and my baby boy is almost seven months old. So Uh, Those are my four kids. And we love snuggling and reading and watching movies together. And then we also love exploring and traveling and getting out and having fun that way too. That is such a fun time, like eight and under those. That's great. That's so fun having a baby. I think I feel like this is the golden years. I don't know. I want to love every phase. I really do. But I just feel like this is, it's magical. I, I really do love it. That's great. And you're, you're right. You have to love every phase. Like I'm in the teenager phase and I really love it. I really, really I'm, love and it. And I love hearing you say that. It's every so, time you say that, it gives me hope. <laughs> there is hope. I mean, and you kind of have to lay the groundwork now, but it's really fun. There's lots of great things about it, but yes, love every phase. Okay. So tell me what you love about being a mother. I have always wanted to be a mom. I love babies. So that was, has been easy for me to love babies and I've had pretty good babies. So if you, you know, 
for someone listening, if you've had really colicky, hard babies, I totally get (laughs) that that might not be easy to love. Right. So I have been lucky in that they've been pretty easy. They don't like to sleep at night, like through the night. But other than that, they do pretty, they do pretty good. And so I've just loved babies from the start. And then I've, you know, we go through different challenges as they've gotten older, but I just, I love being there for them. I love snuggling them. I love um, learning different things about who they are and trying to help them see those positive things about themselves. And just that deep connection that's just so special. I just, I feel so honored to, to get to do that in this lifetime. Like it's such a gift. And I didn't get married till a little bit later later than I thought, at least Mm -hmm. I was 27. I didn't start having kids until I was 30 and I'd wanted it for so long. And so I think for me, just being able to love these little people has been, it's been, there have definitely been challenges, but I wanted it so bad for so long that it's been just such a blessing. That is really sweet. That is really sweet. And I loved what you said about, you know, watching them grow and, and, trying to be positive with, with, with them. That's something I've noticed about you from just following you on Instagram is that you're very positive. And one of the things I've heard you say before is that your job is not to control your child, but your job is to love and teach them. So, and I think control is a huge issue for moms. Like I have that issue. And I think it's a trap mm-hmm. that Satan lays for us. Like, you know, we want to be in control and we know that was his plan. So yeah, he's all for that, right? So how do you avoid that trap and instead focus on loving and teaching your kids? Well, the reason why I made that statement about not controlling my kids is because I have spent plenty of time trying to control them. So (laughs) don't be fooled to think that I've never fallen into that trap myself. I still do fall into it. Anytime I share thoughts, it's because it's what I need to hear. And so when I shared that thought that my job isn't to control my kids, but to love and teach them, it's because it's what I need as a constant reminder. And just, I really felt like I was trying to do the right thing. I felt like controlling them was trying to do the right thing. And it's not like I thought in my mind, oh, I'm trying to control my kids. The way that I saw it was I need to make sure my children behave or their behavior is a reflection on me or my job is to make sure that my kids do the right thing and act the right way and that they even that they have, you know, testimonies or like that's my job to make sure of that. But realizing that that was me trying to control them and realizing that I absolutely couldn't do it has been so freeing. And also understanding that it's not what God wants me to do. He doesn't want me to control them. He wants me to love them and to teach them. And I can totally do that. I, I, I do have control over how much I love and how much I teach. And then they get their own agency on how much they, what they do with that. And I just think about the way that God parents us. He does not try to control us. He, um, hopefully does not base his worth on whether or not his children behave because he's got a whole lot of children who are not doing what he wants them to do, but he gives us our agency and we all get to take his love and his teachings and decide for ourselves what we're going to do with them. 
And I think that for me, it's just given me so much freedom to let go of trying to make sure that my children behave a certain way. And also just letting go of the lie that it says something about me, that I'm either a good person or a bad person, or that I care or don't care, that I just get to love them and teach them. And I think that as I've let go of trying to control them, I've seen a better outcome. And not that that's guaranteed, but that I've seen a better outcome from doing that. Yeah, I think I think you can at least you can feel good about your your mothering when you let go of all of that and just say, you know, did I love them today? Did I try to teach them? Okay, then I'm a I'm a successful mom. It reminded me of a couple of weeks ago I heard someone in church, a mom who's a little bit past where we're at right now. She has grown kids and some of her kids haven't made the choices that she would want them to make or haven't followed what she raised them to do. And she's like, I've let go of all of those expectations that, you know, they're going to all be in the temple with me or, you know, I'll go on missions or I'll do all these things. And she's like, my success as a mom is if I love them. That's, that's it. Mm-hmm. And I loved that. Like, yeah, that's, that's success in, in motherhood. And it's following the example of how Heavenly Father treats us. Yes. And I think that just knowing that like, I get to love them no matter what, and there's nothing they can do about it. I talk to my kids about this a lot because I really want them to know that, of course, I hope that they will choose to believe what I believe. I believe it brings happiness and joy, but that it doesn't matter that I will love them no matter what. And so I just had this feeling recently, I've talked a lot about it with my oldest daughter, But then with my oldest son, who's six, I thought, I really need to have that conversation, you know, I mean, it's an ongoing conversation, but I wanted to really just have it and talk to him. And I said, did you know that I will love you no matter what? Like, there's nothing that you can ever do ever that will make me not love you. And he looked at me and he was like, what about if I go to jail? (laughs) And I was like. (laughs) yep I will still love you and he like I could see the wheels turning in his head and he's like but what if I burned down our house and I said I would still love you I said there's really nothing you can do that will make me not love you and he I I do hand lettering and I have a lot of lettering supplies and I sell lettering supplies and he's helped with all of that stuff so he's very well aware of all of it and so he says to me like this was the the big one coming. He's like, but what if I got rid of all your pens, mom? (laughs) (laughs) Like that was the doozy jail, burning down the house, you know, those are minor things, minor things compared (laughs) to getting rid of all my pens. And I was like, I will still love you no matter what. And he was like, well, I guess you win mom. And I was like, nobody, we both win. Like that's the beauty of this is that, we both win because I'm going to love you no matter what you ever do. And you need to know that because I think kids can be so hard on themselves and think that somehow we're going to withhold our love. And um, it doesn't mean that we say, I don't care if you lie or steal or, you know, like, of course we want to teach them what's right, but I will never stop loving him. So that was good. Just a good, we keep having, and then it's easy to continue that conversation. You know, once we've had it, he'll say, you don't love me anymore. You know, if I get upset with him about something and I'm like, Oh, you know that I'm going to love you no matter what. And there's nothing you can do about it. So that's great that you've laid the groundwork with him so young. Yeah. And then you can add I on try. that. 
you know, as yeah. as he gets older, that's you're that's going to pay dividends later. I guarantee it. <laughs> I hope so. So one of the things that you also told me when we were preparing for the interview was that you get through a hard day by changing your expectations. And I've heard you talk about this before. I've heard you, I heard you speak at SALT and you talked about creating your thoughts instead of trying to change your circumstances. So I would love to know for you, how does shifting your expectations and creating your thoughts, how does that change your view of your children and how does it change how you approach motherhood? I, this has been so huge for me. I've struggled with my own mental health with depression and anxiety for over 20 years. And so I've definitely continued to struggle with it, you know, sometimes worse, sometimes not as badly um, throughout motherhood. But learning how to manage my thoughts and expectations has been so life changing, especially with my kids. I, I'll just give one example of how I've been able to work on my thoughts to change a situation. So I've had one child who really struggles with their big, big, big emotions and anger management. And when I, when I would hear this child freaking out, you know, screaming, like having a crazy meltdown, these are all my descriptions. <laughs> my, I believed that what we, what often happens is that we just think it's the truth. We don't think it's a thought we're having. We just think it's the truth. And my thought was she is out of control, but I thought that was just the truth that I was just verbalizing in my mind without thinking that it was optional. I just would think she is out of control. And so when I would, you know, then my blood would be boiling and I would, you know, rush to go find where they were and be so upset. Like, you cannot act like this. This is out of, you're out of control. This is inappropriate. You can't act this way. And since, because I've struggled so much with my mental health, I've sought so much help for my mental health. And it's been a blessing because I've gotten help that I think even normal, <laughs> quote unquote, normal everyday people could benefit from. And I've learned how to manage my thoughts in situations like this. So I thought to myself, okay, what is the thought that's triggering all these huge emotions inside of me that are causing me to act just as immature as she's acting for number one? I mean, seriously, <laughs> yeah, like you go, go crazy. And I realized that my thought she's out of control um, was optional and that I could choose to think something else. And so I thought about it. And what was another thought that I could believe, but that would change how I acted in a way that was more useful and that could serve both of us. And the new thought that I came up with was she needs my help. She has these big emotions and she doesn't know how to manage them and she can't figure it out. If she could, she would, I believe that. And so when she, when I would start hearing the same exact circumstance of the yelling, screaming, whatever, I would practice going to this thought, she needs my help. And I still had this, you know, feeling of needing to go to that, to go to her. But when I arrived, instead of telling her you're out of control, this is ridiculous my response was, okay, how can I help you? What do you need? Mm -hmm. Let's help figure this out. And I was calm and I could, and I could actually 
be there in a way to support and help her that I couldn't be when my initial thought was she's out of control. But I really thought when I was thinking that I really thought I was just telling the truth, like she's out of control. But the other, the other thought that I chose was also true to me, which was she needs my help. And so that's just one small way that changing my thoughts in regards to my motherhood has really changed my experience. And especially in those hard moments. Well, that's huge because it's a complete 180 of complete what your what your child is going to get from you and and what they're going to see and how they're going to view themselves. I mean, I heard you talk about thoughts at salt. I mentioned that before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I took notes, but I always like to take notes and write down things that I need to do. Like, what am I getting from this? Whatever I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. And I wrote down, teach my kids about their thoughts. And so my kids are older. And so I was able, I have been over the last few months teaching my teenagers about you know, okay, it's just a thought you're having. It's not exactly the truth. It not, may not be the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a thought and you can change it. And I've seen huge, huge rewards from being able to teach them that. And so when you can model that for your kids, you know, they're going to, they're going to catch on to that and it's going to make a difference for them as they grow and become adults. And, you know, think about how many circumstances we have in our life. We can't, you know, we can't change, but we can change the thoughts that we have. Yes. I, and I hope, I hope it's true. And it's really funny because they will hold it. They'll hold me to it. Like if yeah. I say, if I say, oh my gosh, you're driving me crazy. You know, <laughs> and they're like, mom, you already told me we can't drive you crazy. Only oh, you can drive yourself see, crazy. That, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. You, you've it totally, is amazing. you've totally set say, them up. I can't hurt your feelings. Only you can hurt your feelings. Yes. You know, my four-year-old prays. I don't know. I never taught her to pray for this, <laughs> but in her prayers, she has lately been saying, please bless. I won't hurt my feelings. Oh my <laughs> I gosh. I honestly don't know how that. That is the that, sweetest thing ever. Even I don't even know if it's like related, but I thought that is like the best prayer you could pray is please bless that. I won't hurt my feelings That's because the... we really are the only ones who can do it. We all need to pray for that, right? <laughs> yes. Every day. Let's all and... just start. Number one, Let's please bless. I won't hurt my own feelings. That today. is so good. Yes, because we have to treat ourselves that way. And yes, I love that. And it's totally rubbing off. You you cannot sell yourself short. You are I you are teaching so. your kids that for sure. <laughs> I hope so. And I know that I know that you. We mentioned at the beginning you have hand letter design as your business, and so you yes you mentioned as well that you're teaching and you're selling products that are related to hand lettering. But hand lettering mm-hmm. is a lot more for you than just this business because you told me that it saved you. In motherhood. So I would love to hear more about that. How did you discover hand lettering? How has it helped you in your life and in your motherhood? Yes, I definitely have always loved handwriting and doodling and those things, but I didn't really get into it until the um, after the birth of my third daughter, my third child. And it was just at a time when I was drowning. I mm-hmm. was really struggling with my mental health. I had just had a major, after the birth of my third daughter, I had like life-threatening blood clots and was in the hospital and had surgery and had to relearn how to walk. And it was just crazy. I had like home health care for over a month. And, and it was a year after my brother had passed away. And then I was really struggling with one parenting, one of my children. And it was like the last time in the world that anyone would think I had time for a hobby, but I felt like I needed something, anything just to hold on to, to save me. And 
And so I decided to start lettering. And I had a friend, my friend Lizzie, who had encouraged me many times to to sell my lettering at a little boutique. And I had done like board, chalkboards for her products at these boutiques. And I just decided to just go for it. And even though I, you know, had a little baby and things were crazy, I was like, I need to do it. I don't even care if I make any money. I don't care if it makes any sense. And about two weeks before the boutique, I just decided to do it. And I'm so glad I did because it was so fulfilling and so much fun. And then from there, it just like I started just lettering every day and practicing and getting better and learning new techniques. And I just decided to start posting on Instagram. And for me, it was so much more than just like learning how to write pretty. It was all of a sudden it really became these meaningful words and phrases. Like I would look for any phrase that could help me in whatever moment I was struggling in. And then I would be sketching it and writing it and rewriting it. And it almost became this really mindful meditative practice for me to just, it's now looking back, I had this realization the other day, like now looking back, I can see that it was helping me replace my thoughts. Like it was helping me think these positive thoughts and have these affirmations. And so that's really how I have had lettering make a huge difference for me and how I've tried to teach it to other people in a mindful way that can not just be only a creative outlet, but also help them with their mental health and to have that just outlet that's really, just really meaningful. I love that. And I've often said every mom needs something, you know, you, whether it's hand lettering or just a little something, you know, whatever it is, every mom needs just a little piece of something that's for Mm -hmm. them. And I love, I love how you've been so open about your mental health. And, you know, this was one of the the things that helped you get through that hard time. And, but you know, you've not shied away from that. And you on your Instagram account, if, if someone hasn't checked it out every Monday, you share your mental health Monday. And it's just a little video with a tip or, you know, something that you're learning. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I, I totally, it totally resonates with me. I think it's great. But how did you make the decision to say, I'm going to share my struggles with mental health? Because there's a stigma about it. I mean, you know, not mm-hmm. everybody's out there doing that. You know, why did you decide to start sharing about that? Because I had struggled for so many years. I mean, if I were going to tell my whole mental health journey, it would take a few hours, but, (laughs) um, but I have struggled for so many years and I've gone through that stigma, but I think because I've worked, I mean, I, before I got married, I was in therapy for a few years. It was the best thing ever. I like, will tell everyone how amazing therapy is and it really saved me in a lot of ways. I've, you know, taken medication. I've tried everything and most things have helped me at different points in my life. And sometimes I would feel like I needed to try something new, but I think because I had, it had been a part of my life for a long time, I had gotten more comfortable with it. I think if it's Mm -hmm. something that's new for people, I think it can be a little bit scarier at that time to be open. I don't know. I think I had just, I had started to open up to people around me and I had seen what a blessing it was. Like I remember one time being with a friend with our kids and I just said something about my depression or taking medication or something. And she just, you know, jaw dropped. Like she couldn't believe I was saying it. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I have struggled for years 
and have been on medication, all these things. She's like, I've never told the soul because I am so embarrassed and blah, blah, blah. And I just remember being like, oh, I just, it's just not a big deal. And it's been so neat, like that friend in particular to see how open she is now. And it doesn't matter. You don't have to be open, but it's been a blessing to her to be able to be more open. But I remember that first conversation when she thought, oh, because you shared, now I feel like I can share and we can help each other. And we've been able to, you know, lift each other up so much. And I just found that in just in little conversations here and there at the park, as I would open up about it, people could then feel open, whether or not they struggled severely or not. Maybe they knew someone else who did or whatever. So I think I just started on a small scale and then realized if this is helping, you know, people around me for me to just be open about it, then maybe if I share on this bigger platform, it will be a blessing to them. So I think that that's just kind of how I just was already comfortable talking about it in person in real life. And so I felt like if this can be a blessing, and that's how I felt about my Instagram from day one, I was like, I don't care about this. This is not for me to be famous. And I told God from the beginning, I know that you, this can be whatever you want it to be and that this can be as big as you want it to be. And that this is not about me. And he has, he has made it way bigger than I ever thought it would be. And it still is not about me. And I still am willing to share. And it was a prompting that I felt inspired to share about. And I just, I have felt his hand in my motherhood and also in my, really in my business to see what am I supposed to do next. And that's one of the things I've just felt inspired to do. And it's been remarkable to see what it's been able to do for other people too. Well, I'm, sh- I know, I know that what you're doing is helping other people. Cause I've, you know, I've seen it. I've, it's helped me. I've, it's resonated with me and helped no, me. You're nice. And it really is proof that, that God can take anything and use it for his purposes. And we get to be a part of that. I think that's really exciting. Like, yes, you, you if know, he can use me, if he can use me, he can use anyone. That is exactly how I feel too. So. <laughs> I am telling you, if you knew, I mean, what I'm, I mean, I still struggle with stuff. I still, you know, and if I'm like, if he can use me, he can use anyone, I promise. And he may not need to use you in a huge way with a lot of followers on Instagram, but he will use you if you're willing. That's right. I mean, and you, you can go back to the story you told about your friend at the park. I mean, if yes. it was just for her, you know, that oh, would be totally worth that's it. totally worth it. Right. I mean, yes, he, he really can take anything and, and it gives all of us hope because we're all imperfect and to know that we can be part of something bigger if we put our trust in him and totally, and we can, he can guide us and lead us. One of the pieces that resonated with me that I saw on your Instagram account was, was a scripture, Romans eight, six. And because the name of my podcast is spiritually minded mom, yes, which came, perfect. which came from this scripture, but that scripture is to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And so I would just like to know, what does that scripture mean to you? It Romans eight, the whole chapter is just, I know dream. it's one of my favorites. It's just <laughs> the best. I love it. I've loved it since I was in high school. I had a, a leader who just really like loved it and shared that love of it with me. I, I love that scripture because I think that a lot of what bogs us down. And now that I understand more about mental health, I understand more that a lot of what bogs us down is this mortal mind that we have, these thoughts that we have, and they can lie to us. 
they can freak us out. They give us anxiety. They do all these things, but there is a deeper part of us that is not our mind, that is not our thoughts, but is our spirit. And our spirit is perfect. It's whole. It's completely connected and a piece of God. And it's so peaceful and it's so confident in knowing that we are perfect and connected and that nothing matters in this life the way that we, our mortal mind wants us to think it does. So for me, finding ways to connect with God and connect with my spirit is what brings me peace. And through meditation and scriptures and journaling and, you know, lettering or whatever it is where I'm able to connect with truth and light is what helps me to find and connect with my true deep spirit. And that takes a lot of doing to get past all of the thoughts and the crazy spin out that we do in our brains where we have all these things that we think are just the truth that we think are who we are but it's our mortal mind. It's our thoughts that are lying to us or that are confusing us or that are stressing us out. But our spirit doesn't get stressed out. Our spirit is peaceful and that's where true life is. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. I can't even add anything to it because that was so, <laughs> so perfect. So let's just, let's just end and by asking the question that I always ask at the very end, and I would love to know your answer to this. How have you seen and felt God as your partner in motherhood? I have seen and felt God as my partner in all of my life. I would not be here without him. I feel like his hand has been so intertwined in every piece of what I've done as a mom and what I've been able to survive as a mom. And it doesn't mean that I've done it all perfectly, but it means that he has been there and that I know I have heavenly parents and heavenly father and a heavenly mother who cares so deeply about me that whether it's in the middle of the night with a baby who doesn't want to go back to sleep or whether it's with a child who is struggling so much with their emotions, like I mentioned, or knowing what to do next. I feel like I, when I turn to heaven with these questions and with these struggles that I am always able to get the next step. And I don't always get the answer, but I always get the next step. And that has been just the biggest gift for me in my life. Oh, I love that. That's beautiful. We don't always get the whole picture, but we can get the next step and we can know, you know, what is the next thing that I need to do? And he's there. He loves us. We do have heavenly parents who care about us. And thank you so much, Lisa, for just being willing to share your heart and your testimony and to be open. I know that it will help someone else. So thank you. You're so welcome. Thank you for letting me be here. 
I know you have a million things to do, and I'm grateful you took the time to listen to today's podcast. I hope the episode helped you to know God is your partner in motherhood. For show notes, head over to spirituallymindedmom.com. For more motherhood inspiration, follow along on Instagram, at spirituallymindedmom. And if you enjoyed the podcast, share it with a friend. I would love it if you would leave a review and rate it on iTunes. This helps more moms to find hope, joy, and God's hand in motherhood. Have an amazing day, and remember, you are doing God's work, and you are doing it wonderfully well.